Hi, and welcome to Lead with Compassion with me, Nico McCall, your host. So this is the very first episode of my podcast, Lead with Compassion. And I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for coming with me on this journey of my life. Uh, If you haven't read the description of the podcast yet, I am a transgender male. Um, In June of 2022, I reached my five-year anniversary of starting my social and medical transition. And this podcast is going to be looking back on my life and everything that, that led to me coming to the decision that I needed to transition from female to male. So episode one, living one woman's dream was this man's nightmare. Um, this, This is the journey of my life and learning as I go, mostly doing the best I could at the time. It's common for us to look around and, and see what others are accomplishing and how that compares to our life. You know, we we can never live up to the social media lives of others. I I know I just put my best self out there, you know, trying to inspire people while leaving out the depression and the self-disappointment. And while we didn't have social media um, back when I was in high school or even early college, um, there was still this awareness of what was expected of you. I mean, whether your parents just came out and said it or you like saw the people around you living their lives, going off to college, you know, and and where I came from, that is what was expected. You graduate high school, you go to college, you get married, you start a family. And I tried and failed. Um, that path did not work for me, um, even though I tried really hard. So, so let's, let's go back there and, and really get a sense of, of how that was for me. Um, I was raised in a conservative family in a rural area of Kansas, and I, I tried to be what others expected me to be. I graduated high school with honors. Um, I, I didn't research colleges. I picked a college that was an hour away from my house. I didn't tour it. I didn't get much information. Um, I just went there. I started off okay. And then shortly into that first semester, you know, I was overwhelmed with school. I had a really tough um, class load and I didn't have a lot of support around me nor did I know how to have support around me. You know, when I was growing up and things were upsetting to me, and we didn't really talk about it um, as a family. I, I didn't learn how to process really any emotion. If I was upset, I was go to sleep and, and tomorrow morning everything will be fine. And you woke up the next day and you just didn't think about it. Whatever happened was done. And now it was the next day. And that did serve me at times. Uh, but, for, but for the most part, that was not a healthy way to grow up. So I went to college. I didn't do well the first semester, was on academic probation. 
And I was having a hard time pulling myself out of that. And then I met a guy and I quit school and moved with him out of state. We got engaged and it was not a good relationship. We, we never ended up even setting a date for the wedding. It was great moving out of state and opening up my, my mind to other places and other people that I hadn't really been around. But that relationship was, was not a good one. And eventually it ended and I went straight into another relationship. And this time I was full in. After that last relationship, I was told by my grandpa that I better not disappoint the family this time. And so I was committed. I was in the relationship no matter how difficult it was, no matter how often we fought, uh, we were getting married. And on the day of our wedding, I had a panic attack that no one knew about. I was surrounded by people. I went off to a corner, couldn't breathe eventually collected myself and and walked down the aisle and that was the beginning of a bad marriage and we got pregnant that first year of our marriage less than six months into it I always told myself I wouldn't stay in a marriage for the kid and here I was pregnant staying in the marriage solely because I was pregnant so fast forward about a year the marriage has only gotten worse. Uh, now the manipulation includes being a bad parent. And I, I started journaling, uh, which is not something that I do often. It's usually a last resort for me when I'm just depressed. I can't work through what I'm going through in any other way. I, I fall back to journaling. And, and through the journaling, at the end of this marriage... I set some goals for myself, and one of those goals was that I wanted to be a good mother to my son, and I wanted to teach him to grow up and love himself for who he is. And I realized that I could not teach him to love himself for who he is if I did not love myself for who I was. And that realization set in motion me unwrapping my sexual orientation. And realizing that maybe I really wasn't all that attracted to men. And so for the first time in my life, without self-judgment, purely with curiosity, I allowed myself to entertain the idea that I was attracted to women. I would let myself notice them when I went out in public. And the longer I, I sat with that the more I realized that, yeah, I am attracted to women. And then I had to figure out what that meant for my marriage, uh, which wasn't an easy thing to do when you're in a marriage to another man with a family that is conservative. Um, I had actually been told uh, from someone in my family that if I ever came home and said I was a lesbian, I would get kicked out of the house. Well, luckily I wasn't living in the house anymore. Um, but stuff like that, when, when that's said to you, it, it never leaves you. But at, at this point, I was, I was pretty depressed. I, I didn't have a lot of contact with my family. 
usually when I'm going through something, I just, I shut down. I pull inside. I don't know how to surround myself with a support system. And so I take that on 100% myself. And that's what I did. I shut out everyone around me and I go inside to this nice, warm cave on the side of a cliff that is very hard for others to get to. And I mull things over and eventually end up journaling about them. Um, but while I was doing that, what I didn't realize is that my husband was engaging my parents in conversation, in lengthy conversation, uh, while I thought he was at work. And through those conversations, he outed me to my parents. Now, the, the kicker is I did not know that he knew, right? Because I'm still figuring this out for myself. And so, so we, we both know at this point that our marriage is going downhill fast. He was still wanting to reconcile. Um, and I think what reconcile meant for him uh, was control me and, and bring me back to, to a person who wasn't trying to be their own person. So he and I are sitting at the table and he tells me that he has been going up and having these conversations with my parents. And I'm floored. I had no idea this was happening. And then he hit me with, I told them that you're a lesbian. And that's when all of my training kicked in. I sat there like a champ and took that information in and whatever I was feeling on the inside did not show one lick on the outside, which I'm pretty sure just sent him over the edge because, because the only reason he would have told me that information in that moment was to get a reaction from me. And it didn't work. I sat there and I pretended like that did not happen. Now, I don't really remember what happened after <laughs> um, because my mind was solely focused on that new information. Because now I have my parents who I mostly don't have any contact with because I had shut myself down. And now when I do have contact with them, what that what is that contact like? Because they now know that I'm attracted to women. But my parents are also very good at the, we don't talk about it, we just go to sleep and tomorrow everything is better because they did not bring this information to me. So I know that I am attracted to women. My husband knows that I am attracted to women. My parents know that I'm attracted to women, although they don't know that I know that they know. So my husband and I are still continuing on with our marriage, trying to figure out what this means for us. Um, do we reconcile? Can we stay in the marriage even though I'm attracted to women? Just what's going on? One weekend was, um, it was an emotionally charged weekend for me. Maybe I'll include it in another podcast. Maybe I won't. Um, but what's important about that weekend for this story is that that weekend ended in me abruptly leaving the family. I just, I, I up and left. The, the culmination of, of my life up to this point of graduating high school, going to college, getting married, starting a family is now basically exploding around me while I pretend it's not happening. And what I knew in that moment was that no matter what happened, I knew we couldn't stay married. I didn't know how to leave him because at this point, uh, through the manipulation of the marriage, I had 
zero friends. I had zero support. I was barely talking to my family. And I would attempt to save up money to leave, and then he would find it, and so I would put it in the bank. And then one weekend, it all just exploded, and I left. And so I'm finally not in the middle of this nightmare that was supposed to be my dream and having to start all over while fighting to get my kid, while trying to understand what being a lesbian meant to me and and how I could reconcile that with my religion, which the the combination of the religion I grew up with and the sexual orientation, which I now know is a part of me, I didn't know how those two went together because along with the lesson of we don't talk about it, um, that's pretty much how the church handled the topic of homosexuality, right? Which is a whole nother topic. So at this point in my life, I've realized that this dream I was supposed to have was my nightmare and I was living it. I, I didn't know how to move forward. And I think, I think I've learned throughout the years that, that there was a lot of self-judgment back then. And, and looking back on it now, I can, I can look back not only at myself then with compassion, but I can look back on my husband with compassion, my family with compassion, you know, and that's, and that's really kind of the point of, of this podcast is no matter what the situation that we're in, that we find ourselves in, that we've created for ourselves, that we feel others have, have put us in, but you can always find compassion for yourself. And I'm, I'm not saying that that is easy because I, it is, it can be very, very difficult to find compassion for yourself. But, you know, looking back on that time, I know that I was doing the best I could. And I know that I didn't have very many coping skills, something that I'm still working on today. I had low self-esteem. I was the first one to get divorced on my mom's side. And and I just, I just kept telling myself that others had it worse than me. Why was I trying to get out of this marriage? You know, he wasn't hitting me. Yes, he was emotionally manipulative. Yes, I didn't have any friends because of the pressure that he put on me. You know, I was, I was just doing the best I could. And if I could go back and encourage myself back then, it would just, you know, you deserve to be happy. You deserve to follow your dreams and you deserve to have people in your life that lift you up and support you and don't tear you down. And that's a lesson that you know, I'm, I'm still trying to ingrain in myself today. But as I'm doing that, no matter how challenging the day is, you know, I can, I can stop and I can think, okay, are, are you coming at this with compassion? Are you looking at yourself in this situation with compassion? And if that answer is no, then I get to figure out how to do that. So thank you for joining me on episode one of Lead with Compassion. We're going to put out episodes. Um, Every Tuesday is going to be dedicated to something transgender related. Could expand more vaguely to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, But most of the time on Tuesdays, we're going to be talking about um, me being trans, that journey, what different aspects of that have looked like for me. 
And then on Thursdays, we're going to focus on compassion and really bring that to the forefront of our interactions, not only with those outside of us, but within ourselves and looking at yourself with compassion in all aspects of your life and using that to really propel you forward because you know what? We all deserve to be happy. So thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time.